Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Numbers chapter 33. Numbers chapter 33. Since it's moving day, I brought my suitcase. And I got lots of fun stuff in here today. I feel like Lloyd Squires in children's ministry today. That's a scary thought. Don't tell him I said that. Numbers chapter 33. By the way, next Sunday, evangelist extraordinaire, 60 pounds lighter. But you'll never tell it. Don't tell him I said that. Charles Mahaney. And Sister Mahaney are going to be with us next weekend. Amen. And we felt very strongly about them being with us because God has been very faithful to stir up his heart to give us a timely word in, this, in these uh, tents, moving from tent to tent. And uh, Brother Sanders gave you a flyer today, the last tent of meeting. Amen, by the grace of God. So he'll be with us next Sunday. We are having Sunday school at 1, and then we'll have church at 2 o'clock. Numbers chapter 33, verse 1. These are the journeys of the children of Israel, which went forth out of the land of Egypt with their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. And Moses wrote their goings out according to their journeys by the commandment of the Lord, and these are their journeys according to their goings out. They departed from Ramesses in the first month, on the fifteenth day of the month, on the morrow after the Passover. The children of Israel, now notice, went out with a high hand in the sight of the Egyptians. They went out with a high hand Shake your hand high. Not low. Shake it high. Amen. They went out. I, I love that. They went out with a high hand in the sight of the Egyptians. Can't you see them? They weren't going. They went out with a high hand. So, I'm going to have a little bit of fun today. My subject on this last Sunday at this particular tent of meeting, just a second. My, my subject is step away from the horse barn and come out with your hands up. There's going to be some holy laughter in here today, and Rodney Parm Brown isn't anywhere near this place. Hallelujah. Step away from the horse barn and come out with your hands up. Matter of fact, let's see. Who do I need to do this? Brother Danny, I'm going to sign this to you. Whenever I point to you, I want you to say that. Step away from the horse barn and come out with your hands up. You just pull the trigger. Try it one time, Brother Danny. That's right. Boy, he sounded official. You can turn it on three. Turn it up on three. All right. Everybody's going to help me preach in the last day in the horse barn. Say, hee-haw. No, don't. <laughs> say amen. Yeah. Amen. Shake somebody's hand. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Israel's travel from Egypt to Canaan was not called a journey, but rather, especially in this passage, their travels from Egypt to Canaan is called their journeys. Journeys. From Egypt to the Red Sea was a journey. From the Red Sea to Sinai was another journey, and so on. And I've got to be honest with you and tell you that since we've been on our journey, I've been studying Israel's trip from Egypt to Canaan like nobody's business. And it's amazing. Woo. 
I don't know what happened, but I hope that don't happen again. It's amazing how many parallels there are in our journey and Israel's journey. At this particular point in our history, it appears as though, Life Church, that we are going to be taking at least three journeys to our promised land. Everybody say three journeys. Journey number one has already been taken from our old building to this building. 64 Sundays ago, we said goodbye to the grand old place fondly known as 7020 South Richmond. That was the first journey. The second journey begins today. As we leave this tent and we go to our third dwelling place that from here to four will be referred to as its name, Evangel Temple. It is our hope and it is our goal to worship at this God-provided site for no more than 18 months. By the grace of God. Amen. We thought we'd be here for about a year. That's been what it's been, about 15 months. And we're looking for an 18-month interval while we're there. Our third journey will be from Evangel Temple to Mount View High. Sometime, probably by the end of the year, 2004. No, that wasn't your cue. <laughs> by the year, end of next year, by the grace of God, we'll be lifting our hands in the new sanctuary, 10,000. 532 View High Drive. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. By the grace of God. Now, let me share with you what I believe to be positive and significant about our journey through this building from our old building. God spoke to my heart several months ago in prayer while we were with the pastor's prayer team in the sanctuary in the other building. And he seemed to say to me, I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but the Lord seemed to give me an impression in my spiritual ear that in the years to come, if not months to come, that we would look back as we chose to do so and we would have a fondness and a tenderness and a thanksgiving to God for the things that we received from Him while we were here. Can you say amen? Amen. That's what the Lord shared with my heart. And I can honestly tell you that that word has already come to pass for me personally. And I'm sure that it has already come to pass for you. How many can say, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to say amen if you don't want to. But if you want to, you can say, Pastor, I can look back at some moments in that place or this place. I can look back at some times when God touched me. I don't need the monitors. Cut the monitors. When you can look back and say, God touched me, God helped me, God healed me, God touched my family, God filled so-and-so with the Spirit, God baptized somebody in the Holy Ghost, the Lord gave me a word when I needed a word, He gave me direction when I needed direction. Can we already say God's been good to us in the first leg of the journey? Somebody shout and say, God's been good to me. Oh, he's been good, he's been good, he's been good, he's been good. Amen. I want to share with you something very, very personal. I've not said it publicly anywhere, much less at our own church. But uh, when Brother Arcovio was with us a little bit over a year ago in August, not quite a year ago, in the month of August, you remember we had the chairs facing that way, and we had two big sections of chairs, and he went on a prophetic rampage. I mean, he was spiritual Rambo and, and, and was praying with people and ministering to people. And he was over here on this side, and he pointed over there in that corner where I was. He said, Brother Gleason, raise your hands. He said, God has given you the ministry of an apostle. Well, I don't mind telling you, I about passed out. The ministry of an apostle. But I've got to tell you at the same time, that in January, previous to that, in first of the year prayer and fasting, the Lord spoke to me and talked to me about leadership. I didn't know what all it was, but the Lord kept saying, leadership, leadership, improve your serve, improve your leadership, study, pray, 
be a, the best leader that you can be. And, 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 and so uh, what all God had in mind for that is still not clear to this day. But I do know this, that about 10 or 12 le- weeks later, this district asked me to serve as the district superintendent. And I don't really know what an apostle is in our movement. I've got to be honest with you. I've been asking that question. I have been. Because the Lord is stirring up my heart. If that's what I'm supposed to do, or if I'm supposed to be an apostle, or just have the ministry of, of an apostle, I don't understand that. But whatever it is, it's if, if it's of God, I want to do it. But it was right there. And God knows that for me to do what he's asked me to do, I've got to have a word like that. I've got to know that I'm in the will of God. Because I've got to be honest with you. I don't say too much about being district superintendent. It's more of a chore than it is a joy. And it hasn't been a whole lot of fun yet. But I think it's going to get funner as the days go on. Hallelujah. But God knows what we need to equip us to do what he wants us to do. Now, that's just my story. And I could take the time and we could all stand and testify and say, you know, God help me here. God touched my marriage right here. We've all got altars in this horse barn. Hallelujah. Where the Lord met with us. And I'm glad to tell you, friend, God's been good, but we're moving out of here today. God's blessed us, but we're not going to be here long. God's been kind to us and we're going to build a memorial. But when we come out of here, We're going to go out of here with a high hand. Hallelujah. I can't forget the revivals, the messages, the moves of God. I remember Brother Mahaney encouraging us when he preached on the body of Christ. He said to put your hands on somebody's feet and ankles. And we started praying for one another. I don't quite know when I've ever been in an environment where I felt the body of Christ like I did that day. It was right here in this hot place. I remember Brother Linder and Youth Week and Brother Arcovio, as we've mentioned, Brother Showalter. I remember when he was here and the Lord uh, spoke to us that were gathered around this altar area and others that have met with us as we have worshiped in this place. I'll never forget the Sunday we came casually in our casual clothes and we went to the mountain. I think it was uh, March the 23rd and we went to the mountain and we prayed and and God healed people there and God met us there and we cast the vision there. We're going to look back at these times and we're going to say, you know what, don't feel sorry for us. Don't feel bad for us. God's been good to us. What I've learned in my life, friend, is a bad place can be a good place if God's in it. Amen. A difficult place can be a best place if God is in it. We came out of our old building into this building just like Israel. We came out with a high hand. We came out with a high hand. We didn't come over here defeated. We didn't come over here discouraged. We didn't come over here kicked out. We came over here delivered out. We came out here with a high hand of God. This move that we made was strategic. It was positive. It sent a strong message to all of us that we know for a fact God's clock is ticking and we are on the move to a better place. That move has taken our faith to a new level. That move has taken our trust in God to a new level. That move has taken our prayer lives to a new level. That move has taken our evangelism to a new level. It's taken our commitment and our sacrifice to a new level. Sunday school teachers, bless your hearts. Nursery workers, another building. They don't know what's going on over here. Sister Franny told me that our nursery staff is dwindling. Listen, friend, don't let your morale go out the window. Don't let your spirit become discouraged. Don't give up on whatever it is that God has set in your hands to do because we're going to leave here with a high hand. We're going to leave here encouraged. We're going to leave here blessed in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Being here has taken our overall church attitude and positive spirit, I believe, to a new level. I told the prayer group today, I have not heard one complaint. If anybody's complaining, it's not getting to me. Are you masking them? I want to know what the complaints are. I got big shoulders. I can handle it. I better know 
what the complaints are. Hallelujah. If there has been any. Not one person has said, you know, we're in that dumpy gymnasium. Not one person has said, I got to cart my kids from the brick building back to the metal building and from the metal building back to the big brick building. Not one person has said, you mean I got to park in a cemetery? You know, when the children of Israel left Egypt, that the Bible said not even a dog barked? Do you know that? Not even a dog barked against them. And, and it's almost as if that similarity is visited upon this church. Do you know how many preacher friends of mine are scared for me? They're scared for us. My God, Gleason, you're going to lose your church. People are going to stop coming. You're not going to grow. Your finances are going to go out the window. You don't even have the rest of your property. You don't even know what you're going to build. What in the world are you doing? Listen, friend, it's not my problem. It's God's problem. God's ordered it, and he's already going to take care of it. It's already a done deal. So don't feel sorry for me. I've come out of that old building with a high hand. I gave up my office. We gave up our classes. We gave up everything so that we could go up in the work of God. I'll tell you how whacked I am today. I got a high hand. Woo! No, I'm not becoming a Royals fan yet. Of course, they're in first place. I might have to change my loyalties. Do you know what a high hand means? Listen, a high hand means... To be highly active. To raise. To rise. To bring up. I am whacked today. It means to exalt. To give. To go up. To set up. To hold up. To lift up. To be lofty. To be loud. To mount up. Offer up. Be promoted up. To be proud to be taller, to take off. He sent them out of there with a high hand. He said, you're going to take off. You're going to be a proud people. You're going to be a blessed people. I'm going to take you to a new level. And friend of mine, God has brought us out with a high hand. He's going to take us in with a high hand. We're worshiping better. We're praying better. We're giving better. We're sacrificing better. It's time to go with a high hand. Come on, shake your hand at me. Woo! Oh. Listen, we're breaking all the rules. America doesn't go to church on Sunday afternoon and sit in a hot gym. And thank God we don't have to do it for much longer. But God has promoted us here. He's lifted us here. He's made us highly active in this place. We're standing taller since we've been here. We've taken off since we've been here. We've grown some 30%. Do you know what Brother Mahaney and Brother Arcovio have said to me since they've been in here about six-month segments? They've said, every time I come back, there's a dimension added. There's greater faith. There's greater anticipation. There's a bigger spirit. There's more revival. Listen, friend, don't let it pass you by. And I'm not going to be happy till I get all the gum out because you're not taking it to Evangel. I asked you to have it out before I started preaching. You didn't do it, so you better do it. I'll give you till I'm done. I'm a grace preacher, aren't I? I'm a grace preacher. Hallelujah. That way, if you've been raised in church, you'll have a testimony. Say, God saved me from chewing gum in church. told you I'm whacked today I'm just whacked listen high hand I think we baptized over 60 in the 15 months that we've been here I believe if our records will show we baptize over 60 my favorite sound when I come on this property is to come into that sanctuary I walk in there and I hear that baptistry I raise my hand and say thank God there's another one going down in a Trinitarian baptistry and they're going down in Jesus name Sixty. Sixty. And this time next year, by the grace of God, it's going to be 120 because we're going to take off. 
We're going to take off. We're going out of here with a high hand. Woo! Glory! Oh, I can't think of a Sunday when somebody didn't give their heart to God, when somebody didn't get baptized, when somebody didn't repent of their sins, when somebody didn't receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What was I thinking? So here we go. Everybody enjoyed the first leg of the journey? Well, we're getting ready to go on the second journey. It starts today. Today we are embarking on the second journey. It's what the Bible calls and what I want to call the journey of the strong hand. The journey of the, everybody make a fist. Shake it at the devil. You know what my dad used to do? <laughs> He'd go like this. When I was getting a little rowdy or something, he'd go, smell that. <laughs> we got a couple hams on the front row here and one on the platform. <laughs> Amen. The journey of the strong hand. Everybody say strong hand. Jeremiah 32, 18. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Great in counsel and mighty in work. For thine eyes are upon all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings, which has sent signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. I want to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that this second journey is going to be marked with signposts that are called miracles, wonders, and signs. Hear the word of the Lord. You are going to see what you have never seen. You are going to hear what you have never heard. You are going to understand what you have never understood because we're going in with a strong hand. Strong. Verse 21, and hast brought forth thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and with wonders. Read it with me. And with a strong hand. And with a stretched out arm and with great terror. And hast given them this land which thou didst swear to their fathers. And give them a land flowing with milk and honey. Not only did God bring them out with a high hand. But he brought them out with a strong hand. Don't tell me five-year-old kid toy drawers don't come in handy once in a while. The word strong means hard, bold, violent. It means hard, bold, violent, hottest, impudent, loud, and mighty. On the journey of the strong hand, God is going to show himself strong to his people. We are going to see what will astound us, amaze us, and inspire us. God is going to show us on our journey to our new worship center that nothing is too hard for him. With God, nothing shall be impossible. We're serving a God who's got a strong hand. Hey, listen, this is all about possession. We're possessing new territory. Even as we're in this sanctuary today, we're possessing new territory in worship. We're possessing new territory in praise and in prayer. Amen. Possessing new territory is not for the weak. Occupying new land is not for the faint of heart nor for the double-minded. As we go into our worship space next Sunday, we must go in with a... 
Oh, that was wimpy. When we go into Evangel Temple, from the very first song, from the very first prayer, from the very first worship, we got to go in with a... We got to occupy a 1,200-seat sanctuary. We've got to fill it up with worship. We've got to fill it up with praise. You can't sit on the back row over there. You can't sit down on a preacher or a choir over there. We're going to possess it. We're going to fill it up with registered, certified, apostolic, Holy Ghost worship. Four times in the first chapter of Joshua, which is the book of possession. The Bible says that Israel was told by the Lord to be strong and courageous. He said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and... First chapter, excuse me, first chapter, he said four times, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And the last time he said, be strong and very courageous. Don't you love it? Be strong and very courageous. We're going into our second journey with a strong and very courageous hand. Some of you will remember just a few weeks ago, the Lord gave us a word. And that word was, we're three days to a breakthrough. Some of you will testify. And I don't know if you remember if that was your three-day breakthrough or not. But there was at least 10 or maybe 11 people that called me, talked to me, and said, Pastor, I received that word, and within 72 hours, I had a breakthrough. I needed something from God. If that was you, would you raise your hand right now if you remember that word and you received it? There's about half of them at least right there. Three days to a breakthrough. Listen, you know what I'm realizing? I'm realizing more than ever in my life that things are operating in my life. And I say this only to the glory of God. But when a man of God walks into a congregation, sorry, and he gives you a word from the Lord, it becomes a rhema word. And if you will receive it in your heart, it will be so unto you. You can sit there and say, that was a nice message, and not claim it and receive it in your spirit, and you will not be the beneficiary of the rhema word of God. The rhema word of God is a portion of the logos, the entire word that is believed in the heart and spoken with the mouth, and it, when, when it comes into a timely service, you can reach out and say, that is a word from me, and it will be a word for you, and the thing that God has stirred up my heart, and what he's going to provide for me, or whoever the preacher is, he will do the same for you do you remember that service I had that rod and we stretched it out toward Evangel, Evangel Temple I want to tell you friend our contract with them was not a done deal at that time we were actually coming against a spirit that two years before when I approached them they said no there was a religious prejudice that spoke up in their church board and said, I know those people. I know that kind of people. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. Can we not play with the balloon, please? I don't want to have anything to do with them. But do you remember the word that the Lord gave us a few months ago when he said, I'm going to take the no out of their mouth and I'm going to put a yes in their mouth? That's exactly what God did. He took the no. As a matter of fact, the guy that said no two years ago, when I went to meet with the pastoral staff, he was the first one to say, you know, I'm kind of excited about this, and let's not make them leave until they can go straight to their new building. Friend, that's a strong-handed God that took a religious prejudice, a no out of their mouth, and put a yes in their mouth. God did it. We're watching real, live miracles right before our eyes. Wow. Woo! There's nothing too hard for our God. John chapter 4, verse 11, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. He said, I don't need your water, lady. I've got water. And she says, sir, 
You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and his herds? The well's too deep. Even God can't get anything out of a well that deep, she said. She could not see any possible way that Jesus could draw water from that well. He had nothing to draw with. It was too deep to reach down and scoop it with his hand. What this woman didn't know is that she was not only standing by a well, but she was talking to a well. She was talking to the well of living water. The well doesn't need a rope. The well doesn't need a bucket. The well doesn't need a ladder. He was the water. He was the living water. If she drank of it, she would never thirst again. And I want to tell the life church, there is no well too deep for God. I want to prophesy a little bit. There is no problem on that property when we start developing it that is too deep for God. There is no budget. Whatever finances we've got to have to reach our goal, there is no financial budget that is too tough, too high, too wide, too mighty for God. If God's ordered it, he's going to pay for it, and we're going to see the miracles. And if you'll rejoice and get on board, you'll see it too. Because he's got a strong hand. Genesis 1, the creation account. When it says that God made a firmament, that means expanse or atmosphere. That's a breathing space. And it says God separated the water from the water. How difficult was that? The vapor water had to be lifted up to create proper oxygen for you and I to breathe in. Everybody take a deep breath. God did that. Do you know how heavy that vapor water was? It is estimated that the vapor water around the entire world was some 720 trillion, 460 million pounds of vapor water that had to be lifted up. Somebody had to pull it up and not just over their head but 12,000 feet into the air that vapor water had to be lifted. Who did it? The God with a strong hand. He said, no problem. He lifted it up. And friend, uh, I don't care how deep your well is, how difficult your problem is, uh, how steep the mountain may be, how deep the valley, how wide the river, we're serving a God who's got a strong hand. It's a rhema word for you right now. You say, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't have a bucket. I don't have a ladder. Don't worry about it. You're praying to the well. You're talking to the well. You can receive that word right now. That's what Israel sang to a strong-handed God. They said, our God has a strong hand. And they sang it. And they praised him. And they worshiped the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Has God ever delivered you? Did he remember you in your lowest state? Has he ever redeemed you from your enemies? Has he ever made a way when there seemed to be no way? Oh, you all are awesome. Everybody say, he's whacked in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Strong hand. Just for review. Teachers, repetition. Ready? On the count of three, this is a... All right. Just for review, on the count of three, the second journey is one of the... Wow. One more journey. Exodus 3. And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people, so that when you leave, you will not go... When we leave Evangel Temple, 
We're not leaving empty-handed. We're not going to be down to our last dollar. We're not going to be down to our last conversion. We're not going to be down to our last ounce of faith. We're not going to be down to our last family. We're going to leave with a... Woo! Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord says, when you go up and knock on the door and the lady of the house answers the door, say, could I have gold and silver and clothing? And she gives it to you and says, are there any other women here? He said, don't miss anybody. He said, the Lord said, I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to give you favor. Gold and silver and for your sons and your daughters. He said, so you will plunder the Egyptians. Exodus 11, verse 1. Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of gold. The Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people. And Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. It's not like a book of Acts church. And the Lord gave him favor. Exodus 12, 35. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people and they gave them what they asked for. I'll tell you what I believe. Hear the word of the Lord. I believe God's going to put maidens in Naaman's tent. God's going to put men and women of God, even teenagers, the Lord would say, in the tents or in the businesses of wealthy people, people that need miracles, people that are full of the disease of leprosy, people that are full of the leprosy of sin, God is going to place you into the tents of people that are famous, that are renowned, that have resources, but have sickness in their body and sickness in their home and sickness in their marriage and sickness in their life. And you're going to be able to say, wait a minute, I know a God who has a strong hand. I've got a pastor that believes that God is able to do a miracle. Amen. And God's going to give you an opportunity to say, by the way, by the way, would you like to bless the kingdom of God? A high hand, a strong hand, gold. Just be patient, you'll get some. And a full hand. Listen, those of you that have been here as long as I have, 15 years or longer, you know I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm not a blab it and grab it. I'm not a give me a thousand dollars and you'll get a Cadillac. You watch all that you want on television. We don't play those games here. But I'm going to tell you right now, we serve a God who said, the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. God wants to bless your life. God wants to bless this church. And God is blessing this church. I told my wife the other day, I said, dear, do you realize the first year we were here? And I say this, all glory to God. But the first year we were here, and I'm getting ready to give a prophetic financial word. So if you need a miracle from God, you better get ready to hear it and receive it. The first year we were here, there was not one person that gave over $5,000 into this ministry. And just... Excuse me, not over $10,000 and just a few over five. The reason that I know that is our top giver in one year moved. He was with us a year and moved. It was the first double-digit giver we had in our church in the time that I was here. Now, this is not about dollars. It's about blessing. It's about blessing. By the end of this fiscal year, this financial year, there will be over 20 families and individuals that will give over $10,000 into this ministry. What is that? That's the blessing of God. When a church pleases God, when a church is doing the will of God, when a church honors the Lord with the first fruit of their increase, you better believe God's going to bless them. God wants to bless you. He is a blessing God. And we can't outgive God. We say that, but we don't act like it. We don't give like we can outgive God sometimes. 
Brother Mahaney was here. My wife and I did something we've never done. We had just sold a van. We were waiting for the payoff from the people that bought it. We decided we were going to give that payoff. It was several thousand dollars. We gave it that we gave it in February. Do you know God has already put that back? And here's the beauty of it. We didn't miss it. And it's in the work of God. There's been three businessmen in this congregation that have come to me in literally the last two weeks and have said, Pastor, you, I cannot believe how God is blessing the business. I can't believe money's coming from nowhere and it's coming from everywhere. Contracts are coming, the biggest contracts I've ever had in all of my business and all of my life. I don't know what's going on. I can't understand it. I know what's going on. You've been faithful, brother. You've entered into a financial partnership with God. Now listen, I don't preach money and and all of that stuff. But I'm here to tell you, friend, God will not be mocked. And whatsoever we sow, we shall reap. If we sow sparingly, we shall reap sparingly. But if we sow bountifully, we shall reap bountifully. And we're serving a blessing God who wants us to walk out of this place with a full hand. I said a full hand. You want some over there? Come on. Watch it now. Watch it. Some over here. This is gold. This is solid gold. You want some? Watch it. Can we celebrate a little bit in our last Sunday here? Here it comes. Watch it. You want any gold over here? Michael, way back on the back row. Watch it. How about right here, front and center? Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Come on, we'll clean it up later. I say let's go out of here with a full hand. Come. I told you I'm whacked. Come on, I want you to get one of those. Come on, get one. Everybody get one. Everybody get one. Everybody get one. Has everybody got one? Who needs one? Come on, make sure. Come on, share it. Come on, you greedy... Who needs one? Come on, share it. Everybody get one. I need one. What am I doing? You already eating this stuff? My God. That's it. Moratorium on all the candy. Just hold it. No eating. Hold it. Hold it. Listen, friend. You know what my dad taught me? Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Let me see it. Shake it at me with a high hand. You know what my dad taught me? He said, son, the easiest thing for God to ever give you is money. God can give us money easier than he can heal our bodies. If we'll enter into partnership with him. Huh. I'm looking at some of your faces. I know your stories. I know your miracles. But when we leave Evangel Temple, we're going to leave with a full hand. Amen. God's blessing is going to be upon us. Listen, Malachi chapter 3, God's final appeal to Israel before they went into 400 years of silence. Hear me. Before they went into 400 years of no voice of God, no revival, no prophet, no man of God. 400 years, God's last appeal was enter into financial partnership with me. Listen, finances are spiritual. They're spiritual. Return unto me, the Lord said, and I will return unto you. He said, well, where do we need to return? We got it all together. The Lord said, will a man rob God? Malachi 3.8. Yet you've robbed me, but you say, where have we robbed you? And the Lord said, in tithe and offering." You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven. Everybody said the windows. Do you know there are windows in heaven, and there's only one way you can get them open, and that is to give it open. The Lord said, I will pour you out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. 
Psalm 65, 9, can God fill up your river with water? Yes, he can. Psalm 78, 25, can God fill up your table with meat? Yes, he can. Proverbs 8, 21, can God bestow wealth on those that he loves and make their treasuries full? Yes, he can. So here's what I believe is going to happen in the spirit. I'll tell you what the Lord spoke to me just a couple of weeks ago. The Lord impressed my heart and said, there are resources yet in the hearts of my people that have not yet been surrendered. When I heard that, I didn't want to receive it because I know this church made a million-dollar commitment. I know what our sacrifice has been. I know what your giving is unto the Lord. Many of you have gone way, way beyond anything that I could ever imagine. But listen, the Lord said there are yet reservoirs and there are resources inside. We are all get excited about the million-dollar offering that's coming from some, you know, drunkard or some guy out there what more blessing what more blessed could it be than for somebody that God's already redeemed somebody that God saved somebody that God's already blessed there are resources that are unyet that are yet reserved and God is saying that he's going to deal with your heart and he's going to talk to you and you're going to give it as unto the Lord so here's the word of the Lord I'm going to prophesy that this church is going to go into a season of financial blessing I can say that on the authority of the Word of God because to do what we got to do and to go where we got to go, it's got to happen. I don't know of any other way. And God wants to bless His people. He delights in blessing the people. So listen, friend, it's time to open up your hand and let God pour something into it because God wants you to go in with a full hand. He can't fill up your hand if you got it clenched around your two little widow's mites. Go ahead and open up your hand and say, God, I want you to put in my hand whatever you want to put in my hand. If it's souls, if it's ministry, if it's resources, if it's gold, lands, boats, houses, property, real estate, whatever it is, I'm going to open up my hand and let you bless me because I want to go in with a full hand. Oh, hear the word of the Lord. God is going to send the angels of his heavenly host to bless the people. He's going to take the no out of your bass's mouth and put a yes in it. Came up Jesus. Certified, registered, crazy. But I feel good. I feel good. Woo! For review. There's more gold in there. Just like Jesus. Stand with me. Huh. Say, well, Pastor, my hand doesn't feel very high. Well, lift it up. Get it up. Start worshiping. Start praising. Hey, folks. We're going to go from evangel to view high sometime in the fall or early winter of 2004 with 400 souls. Come on, receive it. We're going in with strong hand. We're going in with our 400. We're going in with our 400. We're going in with 400. We're going to pray them in. We're going to invite them in. We're going to teach them in. We're going to win them in. We're going to love them in. We're going to give them groceries in. We're going to help them. We're just going to love them. tell you what else I believe pleases God. We're not patting ourselves on the back. I'm glad to see Pastor Jeff Reddy here today. I love him very, very much and his family. Does it make any sense to give some families away and financially on a monthly basis support and try to plan a church when you're trying to build and relocate absolutely because we're all on the same team we're all reaching for the same goal and God's gonna bless this church because 
we are trying to bless other visions and trying to see God do some very, very special things. Praise God. Amen. I don't know if you want to lift up a high hand, a strong hand, or open up for a full hand, but let's get our hands up in the sanctuary. Let's talk to God for a minute. Let's think about the history of where we are. Let's, th let's capture the moment right now. We're leaving here. Is there anything you want to thank God for before we leave this place? Is there any, any, any memorial you want to build before we walk out of here? Come on. I get a little bit sentimental. I know it. I can. God's been good. Every time I drive by this place, I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus. You helped us there. Lord, you increased us there. That's where we took off, Lord. That's where we got promoted. That's where we got strengthened. Come on, let your voices out. How about a high hand? Come on. Shake your hand. Lift it up there. How about a strong hand? Say, God, I'm going to leave this house strong. We're going to evangel strong. We're going strong. We're going strong. We're going strong. Hallelujah. We're going strong. We're going strong. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We want to say thank you. You've been good. You've been good. You've been good. Thank God. Well, we're marching and moving onward and upward. The kingdom of God is on a forceful advance. And we are taking dominion over the darkness. Tearing down the works of the enemy's hands. And we are marching and moving onward and upward. The kingdom of God is on a forceful advance. And we are taking dominion over the darkness. Tearing down the work of the enemy's hands. We've got the victory. We've got the victory. We've got the victory by the blood of the Lamb. We're marching and moving onward and upward. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.